Support for the show comes from SoFi Invest. Alternative investments are now available on SoFi. Unlock the potential to build and protect your wealth with alternatives including real estate, venture capital, pre-IPO unicorns, and more at SoFi.com slash Vox. Active investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Alternative funds have unique risks, including the risk of loss, may charge high fees, can be illiquid, and may not be suitable for all investors. Prior to investing in any fund, carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and important information contained in a fund's prospectus. Welcome back. This is the Gastro Enteritis Blues. Uh, I'm Steve Lipman. I'm with Emily Anderson and Dan Volpone. We're here for another episode. Uh, hi, everyone. How are you? Emily was just bragging about all the shit you talked during your golf match. Uh, congratulations on her victory. Thank you. Uh, Dan, how are you? Dan has a new beard. and he's, What Eagles jersey are you wearing? It's Malcolm Jenkins. He's gone. But yep. I'm not going to spend another $100 on New Jersey. So. Mm-hmm. This I have Connor Barwin, so I'm with you. They suck. That was awful. <laughs> I guess let's do immediate reactions. This is a podcast about the Sixers and stomach problems. So uh, let's talk about the Eagles game we just watched. What was your perspective? Actually, Emily was, was playing in a match, so you were unable to share in our aggravation. But, um, yeah, but the thing was, I listened to, so listened to the first, like, quarter and change in the car and then they were like rolling like mm-hmm. went through that bomb to Riga. they were up like 17 nothing I'm like yes the Eagles are so good this year and then I get back <laughs> in the car and they're like down by two scores and there's no time left and Meryl Reese sounds so dejected <laughs> and I was like what just what happened yeah Dan what was your perspective who did, who did you watch with did you what do you what have was it yeah well I I had trouble at first because I'm not in market I'm gonna go to school in Pittsburgh uh-huh. So, and they're like, I don't know if they're cracking down on streams if, or if they've just gotten worse, but we couldn't find anything for a while. So I tried to get um, Sunday ticket, like the direct TV thing where you can watch all the games Yeah. and it wouldn't let me buy it. So until like halftime. So we eventually like after a few minutes into the game, I missed the beginning. We found some streams that worked, mm-hmm. um, but I was watching with my, my roommates and I was your roommates are you good. Guys? No, I'm the only Eagles fan in the house, but we had the Eagles on, on one screen and then the Bears on another screen. Got it. Got it. And, um, I mean, I, I watch it here. I watch it here, and a buddy of mine, we Zoomed, and we watch it together like that, like long-lost lovers. And they got up 17 nothing. Everything felt great. Um, Wentz looked really great. The defense was playing really well. Uh, and then it all went to shit. Um, Lens looked horrible in the second half. It was it was unbelievable. They just stopped playing. Do you remember that game against Carolina a few years ago, that they were also up seventeen nothing, and then they just like sort of stopped trying on offense and blew it. Like it just reminded me of that, and it wasn't good. I mean, I didn't watch, but was it Wentz that sucked, or was it the eight sacks that the O line allowed that sucked? Both. both. Honestly, honestly, both. Yeah. So the O line was terrible, and everybody got hurt, and um, that was bad. Wentz threw two picks that both turned into eventual touchdowns for Washington. Um, The Eagles' defense actually looked fine, all things considered, uh, and Washington shouldn't shouldn't be good. Yeah, but they had all these short fields. You know, Wentz turned the ball over and. Uh, but anyway, that wasn't good. It's annoying because it was like there has to be one team. Like everyone else was playing like shit. Mm-hmm. Just, well, that's usually how it goes, and we just have no one right now. Yeah, it really, really sucks. I was thinking, you know, maybe in Philadelphia we should not be into sports as much as we are, which is a shame because it really is the number one thing we're into. I don't know what else to get into, though, because I can't go anywhere. No, what are we going to do? Learn to read? Sorry. Oh, hate that. Hate Can't reading. do it. So one thing that happened during the game is that uh, Woj uh, reported that uh, the Rockets are fi- – or no, actually, 
they just parted ways with uh, Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni basically told them that he doesn't want to be. A- he said that he's going to be like a free agent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and then within like the very next tweet from Woj was that uh, he's expected to be a candidate for the Sixers. Again, the Sixers have not done anything in the front office officially yet. Um, so you would think that would happen before the coaching stuff, but the leaks continue to come out. Um, what are your initial reactions about Mike D'Antoni and the Sixers, Emily? Um, I mean, it's a big name, which is, I guess, good. Like, I, I don't even know what's going on in with the coaching search. Like, I don't think his, like, style and his offense really fits with what we have, but, like, what does? Right. So, and, like, what pieces are we going to have? I feel like he runs a very specific offense, and unless they're going to look to – like build that roster around that offense, but they don't have any re- like assurance that they can move like an Al Horford and get the, it's, it's a mess. The whole thing is a mess. Mm-hmm. That's my thought. It's <laughs> the, the whole thing. That's like the episode title this week. The whole thing. Is <laughs> Literally. Um, uh, yeah. The whole thing about his um, offense and what he likes to run on one hand, I'm like, well, maybe that would mean they go out and get modern basketball players. So that would feel great. Um, but yeah, I mean, certainly as the roster is currently constructed, it seems like a strange fit. Dan, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, I like that he's he tends to be willing to try new things. Like he was the first one to try hard in that point guard, and it worked great. So I mean, I feel I think Brett was kind of like you know is going to ship, but you know I think this is the best, and we're just going to stick with this. Whereas I think we need someone who's going to be a little bit creative. Plus, he, you know, he, he's gotten the most out of a lot of role players like P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon, even Covington looks great right now. So, like, guys who are, like, above average role players, um, I think, have looked really good in, in Houston, and, and he's made it somewhat work with similar players. It, maybe that means something good for the Sixers who are going to have to get them put, you know, mediocre. Harris in position to succeed yeah I don't uh it's I mean it's interesting he's obviously a big name guy uh he's had a lot of success in different places like he changed a lot of how the league operates on offense uh in Phoenix and then he had a a very bad appearance in Los Angeles when he was the coach of that Lakers team and um you know he hasn't won a ring so that's obviously I'm sure people look at his playoff record that isn't spotless and this Rockets exit was pretty bad uh but again it's like uh, Daryl Morey made that Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook trade and Westbrook is somebody I really wouldn't touch at all um I say now until we trade Horford for him and then I'm very excited Dan you keep cutting out for me is that just me I can hear him you can hear him Dan, say something. Hi, Steve. There he is. We're still here. Um, So the other part of this podcast is that we're doing like a happy hour kind of podcast. Um, uh, What are you guys drinking as we do this? Emily. I'm drinking rosé. I have like jewel serving bottles. So we'll see how many I get through, but I got them in. So. All right, great. Uh, And what about you, Dan? Having a Michelob. Because it was in the Mix fridge. Ultra. Yeah. Don't so forget, I was like, I really, I really can't be getting drunk right now. I have some work to do. So I picked a light. <laughs> well, we'll see how the most most likely game goes. That's right. Um, yeah. I'm drinking uh, wild turkey. Uh, it's bourbon, and I have I used to drink stuff like that a lot in college, and I haven't, and I feel very washed up, um, out of school, and it's not good. Um, the other thing that we can talk about is that this week, Keith Pompey, the inquirer, who I would love to have on as a guest, would love to figure out what makes him tick. Uh, <laughs> he reported that uh, uh, Alex Rucker, who's a member of the Sixers shitty front office, will not be back with the team. I don't know about you guys. I don't know exactly what these people do from day to day. There's Rucker. There's Ned Cohen, who I sort of like because he's a Jew, but I think we should fire him. And then, uh, you know, there's Scott O'Neill, who I hate inherently because he's not Jewish. 
Um, what do you guys think about Alex Rucker now being gone? Um, Dan, what's your, what's your immediate reaction? Although it's not official. I will say this was a report, and uh, by the time you hear this, he might be the GM. But uh, the report is that Rucker is out. Um, I, again, I also don't really know what he does or what he looks like. But <laughs> I, I still blame him for everything. Uh, <laughs> I don't, it's really easy to just, I mean, I blame Elton also. I blame Ned Cohen. Mm-hmm. Whoever, I, Joel Embiid, I blame him too. The whole organization, they, they all, fire them all. Right. Emily? Yeah, like I, like you guys said, like, we don't, what is, what's his title? Like, VP of Basketball Ops or something like that? Executive I, Vice President. <laughs> uh, what does that mean? That just is like a title that means nothing. To me, at least. Right. Um, maybe write him a letter of recommendation. Know. So, <laughs> I'm trying to get a picture of him so we can really put a name, a face to the name here. Put him on blast. Find a picture and yeah. then tell me what he looks like. We're on Zoom, so screen share. Yeah, I, can, <laughs> I can't screen share. Uh, Steve is the uh, is the host. Can't screen share, but uh, he kind of he kind of looks like Brian Colangelo, to be honest. Oh no. <laughs> Oh my god. Right? Marcus Bryant. Yes, that's the picture that's on his LinkedIn. That's his LinkedIn picture, like Dave. Mark Zuckerberg in 20 years. Do we know yeah. that it's not Brian? We don't. He looks less like Mediterranean. He was in the Navy. He's oh. a naval aviator. He went to Notre Dame Law School. He speaks French. So all I got for you from his uh LinkedIn. Well, None of those Alex things Rucker. are useful. <laughs> Not in basketball. Alex Rucker, we hardly knew you. Uh, come on the pod. Yeah, come on the pod, you loser. You don't have anything to do. Um, Alex Rucker, basically out. Great. Uh, I just hope that that is like the beginning of the changes and not the end of them. Um, but I just really like there are lots of good coaches that are out there right now. So they should just finish up the shit with the front office like, and move on to the actual interviewing of coaches. So. Uh, speaking of that, the Oklahoma City Thunder lost uh, last week to uh, the Rock. Have we not? Did we already talk about Billy Donovan? No, not yet. No. Okay. So, yeah, they lost that series. And um, uh, Billy Donovan has uh, – basically, he decided to not go forward with Oklahoma City. And the, report, the, por- the reports out of there are that they're really going to rebuild now, which – always brings up lots of Chris Paul rumors and uh, all of their veteran players. Uh, but Billy Donovan, what do you guys think of him as a prospective Sixers coach? There was a report that uh, the Sixers would interview him. Um, what do you think, Emily? Um, and I feel like I sound like a broken record, but like, yeah, let's interview him. Let's see if he's got any ideas. Like what could be, could be worse, could be better. I feel like everything's still so up in the air that I don't have any solid thoughts, which like doesn't make for great podcasting, but here we are. <laughs> We're not here for great podcasts. Don't worry about it. Dan, what do you think? Yeah, I'm not interested. Uh, oh, okay. I'm not interested in Billy Donovan. I mean, he's I – I guess like they overperformed this year, but they, Chris Paul was just better than everyone thought he'd be, and, and they had some good pieces. Like he's had good teams in the past. He's had a lot of good players come through who were kind of fine there and the team, I don't think almost, did they get out of the first round one year ever with him? I don't think so. Yeah. I think that's one of the big knocks is that like this year they really overperformed in the regular season, but uh, outside of that, they, yeah, not much. But the, the, like those two play calls on the, on the same play, because they had to take a timeout at the end of the game seven was, I mean, people are going to hate him here. If you can hear <laughs> the reaction breath gets, like, imagine if, if it, like, that was Oklahoma City, but, like, imagine if the Sixers had done that same shit in, yeah. like, a game seven against Boston. Like, he'd be run out of town. Right. People, people, the big word is, like, accountability. And uh, Josh Richardson said Brown needed to be more accountable. And from everything I've been reading lately, like, Kyle Newbeck for Philly Voice wrote a whole thing about Billy Donovan. And... He's a very, I think he's like a player's coach in that they like him, but he's not necessarily a, uh, um, a tough, like he doesn't necessarily get tough with them and hold them as accountable as uh, other guys. So he seems a little bit closer to Brett than I would think that they 
they go in terms of this next, next coach. Um, can I get a handsome ruling on him? I'm sort of in the middle. Well, I need a good picture here. Go ahead. No. People it's love listening LinkedIn. to people Google things. I need to find Billy Donovan's LinkedIn. They do. Okay, let me see here. Oh, absolutely not handsome. Not Wait. handsome. Not handsome at all? Huge, huge downgrade from Brett. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, most people are. I don't know what, <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on with his hair, but I hate it. Oh, no, he looks like a hedgehog. All right, never mind. Canceled. <laughs> Canceled. <I have> a, <laughs> does it take it really far? I have a question, but it's Please. not on the rundown, just to put everyone on the spot. Let's do it. So we're talking about accountability, and then what do you think the Sixers would do if they brought in, like, the Nets hired Steve Nash, like supposedly out of nowhere, like a former player that obviously Katie and Kyrie wanted him to be the coach and that's why he's the coach. So like, who's like a player that could come in and coach or that would that work? Do you think that would work? That's a Elton great Brand. question. So yeah, Elton Brand, I would love, <laughs> I think he needs to be more involved. Um, so he's like yeah, pop. he's the GM and the coach. It's fine. So, Emily, you're thinking of a player that is not an assistant coach. So it can't be like Sam Cassell. Right, um, just someone out of nowhere. Ooh, who's retired recently? Yeah, and do you have one? Uh, I don't know, Al Horford? <laughs> Another guy the city loves. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would not like that kind of hire. So I, I think it's hard to think about. And I'm, I also worry, like, um, when you say, like, a guy that, that like, Katie and uh, – Kyrie respect but they're guys who don't have from a lot of reports accountability issues like Embiid and Simmons kind of seem to like are they going to bring a guy that is like you know friendly with them and then they're like Ben take a three every game and he's like all right maybe and then like yeah no honestly like from in my mind I think of like an old guy that has like done a bunch of shit would be like who walks into the room and is already earning respect, you know, before they even work with him. That would be ideal. Like, I don't know if there is a candidate that fits that bill. Like D'Antoni is older, but he's not like a guy with a bunch of rings. Um, you know, it's like, well, like if, it's, if it's your idol or like someone that's like in the NBA, like basketball hall of fame, not that it's not hard to get in there, but um i know yeah i know what you're you know like, like what if manu ginobili was the head coach yeah and then they're like or like eh. or who does i don't yeah i don't know vince carter but like yeah would if they said That'd be cool. ben shoot threes would ben be like f you vince carter like i don't know if that would happen right so maybe no it would work. ben's more likely to say f you to billy donovan or kenny atkinson than he, <laughs> he said right. it to jimmy butler he did say that to jimmy. <laughs> he did um, I think that's a good question, and I, I would be interested in, like, a wild card candidate, you know? That would be fun just for the theater of it all, to, for it yeah. to be like the Sixers are interviewing Mandy Moore, and it's like, I love it. Let's see what happens. Let's yeah, it'd be easier for us to talk ourselves into him as we would do anyway. Yeah, exactly. Listen, that's all we're going to do. Um, so, yeah, after Billy Donovan, we can talk about Chris Paul. There's more rumors that uh, Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer reported that the Sixers in their front office are debating trading for Chris Paul. And now you might be at home thinking to yourself, who is debating if they're all firing each other? And I think it's a great question. Like um, we're thinking the same thing. Like Alex Rucker is filling up a crate with all his stuff in his office. And he's like, what do you think about Chris Paul? Like, <laughs> Can you leave? I don't, you don't work here anymore. Dan, what do you think about the Chris Paul? Uh, I mean, we talk, we've already talked about Chris Paul, but, the new report that the Sixers are tossing that idea around? More, more than just, like, who is tossing it around, like, why does it need to be tossed around? Like, <laughs> you have a team filled with bad players making a ton of money, and you have a player who has a huge contract that he's actually worth. And there's not a lot of teams interested in him because he's old, and they're worried he's going to drop off. But you might as well take a chance. Like, if, if he's anywhere near as good as he was this last year, that'll be the Sixers' only chance to make any kind of run in the playoffs before right. everyone wants out or someone gets hurt or anything like that. And it's, right. it doesn't make sense to not go all in, in my opinion. Like, if you sit on this team, you're going to have nothing for five years. I really – I don't think that, like, there's any way that they can sell Al Horford being on the team 
in the fall. Like, no matter what. Like, I don't care how much you have to pay to get off of him. Like, that guy can't be on the team. Like, he can't play with the two best players who are both young and who you want to be around. Like, that's a nightmare. Like, I really don't think inaction is an option. What do you think, Emily, of, the, of this report about CP? Yeah, I agree with Dan, except because it's the Sixers, Chris Paul will inevitably drop off once we trade for him and show be like play like a 36 year old so but I guess this is a risk you have to take I don't yeah you you can't sit, sleep on this team but like I don't know if that's the right way to do it but with these bad contracts I don't know what other options there are they've really backed themselves into a garbage corner right. and I don't know how they're getting out of it so the question is somewhat like do you Trade for Chris Paul, which means that you get one of the Sixers giant salaries and put stuff it in an ideal world you, you wouldn't trade, like the 21st pick or Matisse or Shake or whomever. Uh, do you want to do that or do you want to go like the salary dump route, which is like trade Horford and a pick for like Nicholas Batum just to get that long-term money off the cap? I feel like they need to like try to win more than that like they if they have a chance to get a guy who's as good as chris paul uh they just sort of they don't they're too fucked to like say no to it like they need to do that sort of thing because i don't really think there's a better option here's something not on the run now would you guys trade for john wall he's in the news today why is he in the news today because he he's wants- in the news today because there's a video of him uh shirtless at a party sort of hanging out and doing the bloods symbol with his hands uh, for the Los Angeles gang. Nice. Um, um, it's good to root for a team. So <laughs> what do you guys think about, John Wall has like one of the worst contracts in the league, so do the Sixers. So if this meant that you were moving Tobias or moving uh, Al Horford, would you bring in John Wall? Dan? I, I would, yeah. I mean, if I get off, I would. there's almost no one I wouldn't trade Tobias for. John Wall can't shoot, but at least he can dribble and he's fast. He and could, back had... when he played. Yeah, I remember that. Played. Yeah. And yeah, but between him and Ben, we have a lot of speed. We could make something out of that. And he could probably guard guards mm-hmm. in a way that no one else but Ben can. And you know, if the other team's best player is in a guard, you're not going to put Ben. Like, we need, we need someone. I think, like, he's not a good fit, but he's – He's a fit in, in like a conceivable way in which Horford and Harris are just not. Emily, what do you think? Yeah. Um, sorry, Luna's made an appearance and she's Luna. distracting me. It's been a while. I had Luna's the door shut. Too. What? Is Luna, Luna drinking drink. too? No, but I don't know what she's doing. Something bad. Probably. <laughs> I'm just looking right now, doing more really good podcasting to see. Um, the last game John Wall played in, does anyone know? Like, do you have a guess? Let's play, like, who's closer? Whoever is further away drinks. We're just making drinking games up this weekend. Excellent, excellent job. Dan, do you want to go first? So you're looking for a date? I'm looking for a date of the last game that John Wall played, yes. I'm going to say November 2018. Okay. I will say November 18th, 2018. Steve drank because it was December 26th, 2018. All right. I'll drink. Yes. Has now played since then. So we're going on two years by the time the next season starts. That's promising. <laughs> um, but, sure, let's, but you know what? Let's trade it for him. What, what, what do we have to lose? Let's try it. We're just I throwing think- stuff at the wall. Fine. I, I think it would be funny to trade Al Horford, who's like best known for being a spokesman for chocolate milk, for John Wall, who's in the Bloods. I think that would be fun. I think that would be like a fun changing things up in the locker room move. Well, listen, there's the one tweet I always think of um, about um, how Al Horford, through his chocolate milk advertising, is, is fueling climate change. <laughs> So maybe maybe he's not the angel you think he is, Steve. That's right. Yeah, maybe he's like a GOP booster. He, yeah, he's he's backing Big Dairy. <laughs> um, speaking of Big Dairy, Terry Rozier 
is an option that Sam Vecine of The Athletic brought up. Uh, he said that the Sixers and Charlotte are sort of like a perfect team to pair up in trades this summer. And he talked about the Sixers maybe trading Horford with – I feel like any of these like Horford trades for a guard are always yeses, but we might as well bring it up. He said Horford and like a pick for uh, Terry Rozier. Uh, Rozier's percentages were actually not terrible this year, but I know he's – historically been a pretty unhelpful player as it pertains to winning. Um, he has that funny tweet about Osama bin Laden. Yes. Uh, that would be fun to bring into the fold. Uh, Emily, what do you think about Terry? Um, I, just, I really don't like Terry. He's, I'm being like shook right now. I could have, if you told me this is like, I'm, this is great podcasting. If you had just told me to look at Terry Rozier and like think about how long he's been like when he was on the Celtics, just like torching the Sixers and like making me miserable, I would have guessed he was like 30. He's like 25. He's, he's very young. Yeah. Doesn't he, doesn't it feel like he's been around for a while or is that just me? Well, each series against the Celtics has felt like a year in and of itself. So that's yeah. probably why. That's why. Um, so then. Sure, let's go with Terry. He's only 25. Right. What a, what a change. Grow into a great player. Dan? I feel like basketball-wise, it makes sense, of course. But, like, I also feel like he's, like, a, a Sixers enemy at this point. Like, mm-hmm. the way he played against us and the confetti comment, which was pretty funny. But Wait, but, what was the confetti comment? Well, remember the confetti game? I sure do. Yeah, and he made a, he made a comment, like, the, I think it was after the Sixers – beat the Celtics like when Jimmy hit that big shot the one time they beat them two years ago and uh, I think I think it was that game but he made a comment where he was like I thought they were going to drop confetti again they were so oh, that's funny once. that's funny it was funny but it didn't yeah. make me feel good no not at all um sure why I mean why not just do it just do all of them do all of these trades um like, right. not a single trade that they can do will be good, I don't think. Like, nothing will be, like, yes. Like, 100% home run trade. So, like you said, just do them all. Like, see what works. We're just, like, in this time of experimentation because this roster is ridiculous and just, like, a jumble of people. You are right that there there really isn't, like, a slam dunk trade. I feel like the league is too smart out there, like, to – for there to be a trade we feel totally good about because even the trades where we get good players back for these guys are like goodbye Matisse. And it's like, he's great. And like mm-hmm. that, that would really suck. Like you're fine with that. I'm fine with it. Are you over I'd Matisse? Rather, I'd rather, I'd rather win. I mean, you know, I could still follow Matisse. He's still cute, but I don't need him on the team. So cute. Wow. One what if you went to another team and got like a sleeve of tattoos and like, started like not being so cute like he really did like a sharp u-turn into like darkness how would you feel then that's like kind of what d'angelo russell did with his look a few years ago he did yeah like he came in and he had like really short hair and like no tattoos and he got a bunch of tattoos and he got some cool haircut Uh, it was after the nick young thing that he rehabilitated his image right yeah he came back as a cool guy exactly he was like i'm back like, He's like, I'm like, I just did like the least cool thing ever. So, let me, uh, <laughs> cool haircut. No, I mean, if Matisse did that, I, he, I think he's, he couldn't stop being like, like, I don't, such a cute person. I don't know, personality. Maybe he'd be, maybe he'd be better looking. I mean, like Kelly Oubre, he, he does that look oh, well. Kelly Oubre, my God. Yeah, he's, he's as good as it gets. He is. Yeah, he's top of the league. Oh, for sure. He's my number one. Definitely. We will let our listeners go and towel off during this ad break. Support for the show comes from SoFi Invest. Alternative investments are now available on SoFi. Unlock the potential to build and protect your wealth with alternatives including real estate, venture capital, pre-IPO unicorns, and more at SoFi.com slash Vox. Active investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Alternative funds have unique risks, including the risk of loss, may charge high fees, can be illiquid, and may not be suitable for all investors. Prior to investing in any fund, carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and important information contained in a fund's prospectus. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And now we're back from the ad break. Great. Um, Dan, I'd like you to talk about recently uh, from the uh, podcast Twitter, you did a fake trade and people had very differing opinions on it. Can you tell the people what you did? Yeah. So I, this was when the Bucks. I think they had just gone down like, or they were down 3-0 and it was in game four, but before Giannis got hurt. So I wouldn't have done this if he was hurt, but I just put in the trade machine, Ben for Giannis and it went through because it's technically a good trade and it's obviously not going to happen. But the thought is like, you know, if, if Milwaukee, um, if Giannis tells Milwaukee, I'm not coming, I'm not going to resign. They don't want to lose him for nothing. Like, and they're confident in the rest of their team. Ben is like as good as it gets possibly for what you could get back. And they did, by the way, just meet like Giannis and the Milwaukee brain trust just met today to talk about their future. So it's not like an impossible Giannis leaving Milwaukee thing. Keep going. Right. Um, but I just did it for fun to like mess around. And Sixers fans were like, I wouldn't do that. And it's like, he's, he's the, he's the back to back and about to be back to back MVP. And he's, so much better than Ben Simmons, who I like and think is a good player, but it's not even close. And they're like, well, that'll just make the fit worse. Cause like Ben passes, he has like, he gets assists on so many three pointers and Giannis doesn't do that. He can't shoot. It's like, who cares? He's good. <laughs> He's really good. Emily, do you have an opinion on whether or not the Sixers should trade Ben Simmons for two time MVP and defensive player of the year, Giannis Antetokounmpo? <laughs> Well, first of all, Ben Simmons, first team all defense, which is like almost like being fifth defensive player of the year. Which I, Yes, and mazel tov to Ben because that yeah, was a that wonderful That is actually play. a really nice achievement. Good yeah, job, good, Ben. And he year. deserved it. He was great on defense. We really could have used you in round one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get on paper that it's a good trade for the Sixers, but like I also would be oh. like, what? This is great. Keep going. I would – because I'm a sap and I like buy into people and like the people being from here and like we drafted him. So like, I would be pissed. I think I would get over it, but right. I would be pissed because I mean, also just like dra- trading for good play. I don't know why I did air quotes for good players about Giannis. <laughs> like he is a good player. It's not air quote situation. <laughs> but like, I feel like that's how we got in this situation in the first place. Like, We'll just throw out, like, they're all tall, so, like, the lineup will work. And they did, did not. So, like, I don't want to go down that road again. But we got but the lineup doesn't work as it is, so I guess we have to do something. We traded for tall, bad players, and he's a tall, good player. I will Fair. say, Emily, but, like, your point about the sentimentality, I really get that. Like, for me, I would not trade Embiid for anyone. Like, I love him, mm-hmm. and... And, like, I, it just means too much to me to have him be the guy I root for. That, like, if I don't win a championship, I, first of all, I'm not on the team. Like, I'd rather just him be the guy who played in Philly his whole career. Like, I would, I would sacrifice, like, winning with fucking, you know, great players. Terry Rozier. I'd rather win whatever it is possible to win with Embiid because I love him that much. But Giannis is, like that good and I really do like Ben and I don't want to trade him like this offseason because I don't think there's the right trade out there but this one would be like I don't think we really have to talk all that much about it like I think that he's that good that you sort of trade what you have to trade and then figure it out the one thing against Giannis is that well Ben is super cool I think he's just like a cool person and I don't think Giannis is all that cool I think I'm kind of annoying like I know, I guess he has a cool backstory, you know, like he came and he was like, I guess like originally came from Africa to Greece, right? And was like, they always say like he was like selling stuff on the on the street to like make money. Like, right. yeah, that's cool. But like as a basketball player, I find him really annoying. Like, I think he's, uh, Sixers Adam has a tweet where it's like, it's like Giannis is constantly just talking about, you know, he's not about that extra stuff, you know. He just yeah, right, right, right. 
It's like, we get it, man. Like, we get it. Which is similar to, like, the Jimmy Butler, I'm yes. dribbling a basketball at three in the morning thing. Um, yeah. But again, not, they're both good. They're both good. Uh, ben is cool and very famous. Ben is, I feel like, very interested in being famous. I don't, um, Giannis also very handsome. Uh, very good looking man. Dan, would you like he's, to speak about that? Ben is much Dan more. shrugged off Giannis's looks. He's not, he's not an ugly guy. He's a good looking guy, but Ben is better looking. I don't think okay. it's close. Oof, this might be this week's poll. <laughs> Who is better looking? This might be this week's poll and this week's title of the episode. <laughs> yes, you're into the Raiders Blues. Who is better looking, Ben Simmons or Giannis? It really rings off the tongue. All right, <laughs> we're going to do the most likely game. This week, I am the judge. You guys are competing. Uh, it, it, since we're drinking this week, uh, the person who doesn't get the point has to drink. Um, are you guys ready? Yes. Yeah, but I'm going to kick Luna out of this room quick, and then I will be ready. Okay. Uh, Dan, you vamp while, while Emily's doing that. I what? What does that vamp. mean? That means, like, uh, talk, like, make up the time by talking. And we're sort of yeah. doing it right now by talking about what vamping is. Yeah, so I'm just, I mean, it sounds like kind of like camping or like glamping, you mm. know? Is it like maybe you're, you're camping in a van? Vamp? Did you think I said no, rhyme? Yeah. Did you think I said do a lot of rhymes? Yeah, we could rhyme. <laughs> Damp. Do you live on campus or do you live off campus? I live off campus, but like a couple minutes from campus. Like Got on, it. on a walk. But I don't know that person, doesn't matter. Oh, that's right. It's all remote. But you're, but you're still in... Your parents, I imagine, are from the Philly area. Yeah, I'm from Monco. But Got I'm- it. All right, cool. Well, that was a good vamp. Emily's back. Sorry. She was, like, licking things on the floor, and I spilled – earlier I spilled, like, the toolbox, and I didn't clean it up yet, and I was just, like, really worried she's going to, like, eat a nail. So I didn't <laughs> want her in here before I cleaned it up. And I need to focus on the games, so. Yep. Well, Luna's okay. We're all, we're all good. Um, here we go. Most likely game for another week. Which The first question, by the way, is going to go to Dan for all the great vamping. Which sixer is most likely to live in the wilderness? I think this, this goes along with an earlier question we had of, of who would, who would like survive a zombie apocalypse. And so I, I, I think that the right answer is still Norvell Pell. I think, you know, because he, he would have the tools to do it and he has the hair to do it, I think. Like he, he has some outdoorsy hair, I think. Uh, I don't know what that means, but I, I feel good about it. So that's all I got. All right, Dan goes with Norvell. Emily? So I'm, I think I'm, I don't, who did I say for a zombie apocalypse? I think I said Neto. Oh, I thought somebody said Mike Scott. I might be wrong, though. I don't know. But I'm going to say Neto for wilderness. And I guess it's a not very nice reason. But I'm just thinking, like, you are in the wilderness. In the winter, it gets cold. Like, uh, Pell is, like, very tall. So, like, where is he going to sleep? Like, if you found, like, a small cave, then Neto could fit into it. You For Pell or many of the Sixers, because as we've talked, they're all very tall, you would have to find, like, a really big cave and, like, mm-hmm. a lot of blanket or, like, a lot of covering, a lot of leaves to put on you to stay warm, <clears> where <throat> Neto would need less of those things. I don't know if you're thinking wilderness, like, they live in a cabin, but I think me and Dan both went, like, they're just, like, living off the grid in caves. Yep. Um, that's the <laughs> we went with that. So I'm going to go Neto. Um, wow. Emily, really good job. Dan gets the question. See, I'm going to do Come these on. little reverses. I'm going to do these reverses, keep you guessing. Emily, please have a drink. I, based on that rambling answer, I probably shouldn't have any more drinks. <laughs> All right. Next question. Uh, Emily gets the answer first on this one. Which sixer? is most likely to give their seat on the train to a pregnant woman. Ooh, okay. There's a few good answers here. I'm gonna go Tobias Harris. I think another piece, I'm gonna say that he's just like young. I think that a lot of times like young people on the train are like kind of in 
music, they're ta- they're texting, they're doing whatever. They don't always like know about their surroundings where I think Tobias is like very aware of the things going around around him. He would notice a pregnant woman, he would see her looking for a seat. He wants to engage the world and he would be like, hi, hey, have my seat. Dan? Yeah, that's a good answer. I'm gonna go with Josh Richardson. Whoa. And here's why. All right. Josh Richardson, obviously nice guy, right? He seems like a seems like a pretty, you know, friendly, smiley guy. But also, I think like if you give up your seat, do you know? It's like I like we'll see you do it, and they're like, oh, that was really cool of him. And Josh Richardson looks cool in everything he does. The cool thing to do in the situation, and he would. Wow. Okay. So it's Josh versus um, Josh versus Tobias. First of all, I'd like to thank you both for your answers. I, I appreciate the thought you put into it. Um, Emily, really what I, can, what I can say here is that you gave a really great answer. Uh, but Emily, you win the question. Oh, fun. Dan drinks one-to-one. Uh, I'm out of ways to distract or to uh, misdirect the answers. It was great while it lasted. Uh, which sixer is most likely to change their name? This uh, first goes to Dan. All right, so this has to be someone with a bad name, I think. Or a boring name. Hmm. Okay, I got it. Not, he doesn't have a bad name. Not, I'm not dissing Ben's name. But I feel like, like you said, like, you know, Ben wants to be famous, so... You know, he'll, he'll, he'll end up girl, and he's going to take the famous family name. Oh, okay. Emily, what do you think? All right, so my first thing was to say Shake Milton, because Shake is not his given name, therefore he kind of has already changed his name, but I thought that was a cop-out, so I'm not going to go with that. I'm going to go... Because while Zaire Smith is a great name, I think that so much has gone wrong for him with that <laughs> name. And Smith, you think like crazy allergy, and he might just want to get away from that. He so maybe he's gonna change his name so that he can just have a fresh to Michael Bridges. <laughs> Um, I will say for the um, changing his whole identity thing, I give that one to Emily. I didn't see it coming. I thought it was really good. Uh, Emily's up two to one. Emily gets the first answer for this next question. Dan has another drink. Um, Okay, two to one, Emily. Which sixer is most likely to have a foot fetish? Emily, you're up. Wow. Okay. Um... As the only sixer with a signature shoe, I'm going to go Joel Embiid. I would imagine that to make this shoe, he would have to look at a lot of feet, have to make sure the shoe fit the feet really well. And I think while he did all those things, he maybe got like a little bit too into them. Or not too into them. I'm not shaming anyone. Whatever you're into is cool. No kink shame. No. So... The appropriate amount for him into feet, Joel Embiid. Dan, what do you think? I'm going to, if this is allowed, I'm going to go with Elton Brand. <laughs> this is allowed. Why? Elton Brand has signed so many tall people, taller, they have bigger feet, and he wants as much foot as possible on the <laughs> into feet. He wants as much foot as possible is really <laughs> funny, and it might be the title of the episode. Um, Dan gets it. 2-2. Two, two. Emily drinks. Um, all right. He wants as much foot as possible. I have to write that down because it will be the actual title. All right. Next up. We are, at, we are all locked here at 2-2. Two, two. I wonder if we're going to go to seven games. Which sixer? is most likely to bring home a stray dog? Dan answers first. Mm. I think, you know, he's, he's 
personality that the dog, he would really like dogs because they're kind of like fun and like energetic like he is. Who did you say? I'm sorry. You cut out. Matisse. Got it. Matisse. Because, because like, you know, he's like, he's like fun, energetic. Dogs are fun, energetic. And plus, like Emily pointed out, like maybe that's why he wouldn't give up his seat. Like, because he's so young. But he's young. He would, he doesn't have like kids and stuff or like, you know, like a wife he has to run it by. So mm-hmm. he's like, I found this dog. I like it. I don't have to ask anyone about it. I can do whatever I want. I'm taking it home. Emily. Um, as we know, both Ben and Joe have dogs, but they're not stray dogs. I think they're very expensive dogs. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go Al Horford. I think we know has kids and I think that if he saw a stray dog he would just want to be like dad of the year and bring the dog home for his kids I don't think his wife would mind he's Al Horford he's not going to bring like a rabid dog home or like a vicious dog it's a very sweet dog and I think he would want to bring it home for his kids um I have to say that answer would sort of imply that Al Horford is is fun or redeemable in any way I can't help you with that so Dan gets the point for that one. Emily drinks. Three I'm to two. I'm Mike Scott because he also has kids. A lot yeah. of people probably have kids, but I only know about like three of them that do. Mike Scott's much more of a fun dad. Um, all right. Dan is up 3-2. This is a potential closeout game. Emily, back against the wall. Let's see what happens. Right. Uh, Emily answers first on this one. Which sixer is most likely to take a long time to text back? Okay. Hmm. Time to text back. I mean, I honestly bet you that none of them are fast texters. You have right? whenever I whenever you see thing. screenshots from famous people and they have like seventy five hundred unread text messages, and meanwhile, like if I have three, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so popular. <laughs> Look at all my friends. Right. Um. That being said, there are. Hmm. I'm gonna go with. Embiid. I didn't say him. No, I did say him yet already. I'm not going to go with Embiid. I'll go with, even though that's not a rule, I made it for myself. <laughs> I'll go with, I don't like this question. I'm sorry. I know you don't care. <laughs> um, okay, fine. I'm going to go with Furcon then. Wow. I think that one, I think that he takes a long time to text back because he's probably texting people in Turkey and there's a time difference. So they text him during the day and it's not daytime here. He might be asleep. Therefore, there's a long time difference in between. That's my answer. All right. I'm going to go with Glenn Robinson the third. Wow. Because two, two answers I did not expect. <laughs> Glenn Robinson, right? When you expect him to do something right away, he's always going to take longer to do it, right? You expect him, oh, let's trade for him. He'll make a three right away, I'm sure. Not the case. He's going to take his time. He's going to take weeks, right? So that's going to be the same case if you're texting him. You might not hear back for a month. Dan, you didn't stand a chance. I won a game seven. Uh, (laughs) It is all three. It's 3-3. Dan has to drink. Sorry, buddy. I barely even listened. Uh, 3-3. Dan will be the home team for this seventh game. Uh, and I think it's a good question. I actually had a different question, and then I thought of a new one, and I and I now it's that one. All right. Which Sixer is most likely to be a guest on this podcast? Okay, so no one good, right? right. Like, why would they come That's on? Correct. Like, who, who the hell are we? Correct. Um, yeah, I'm not Zaire because we make too many jokes about him almost dying. He would never want to come on. Uh, <laughs> I've talked shit on most of these guys at some point. Uh, maybe Norvell Pell. I think he would come on. I already used him. I'll, I'll obey Emily's rule. All right. I'm I will gonna, say, by the way, there's a correct answer to this question. I'm going to go Alec Burks. Right? Here's why. Hasn't been here all that long, but played, played kind of like okay. Like no one hates him or anything. We've never said anything bad about him. We called him handsome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and Steve does the reaching out when we want to guess on him. 
So Steve thinks Alec Burks is like extraordinarily handsome, like more than I think Alec Burks thinks Alec Burks is handsome. I think Dan is pushing to get Alec Burks on the podcast right now. (laughs) He's really talking up. (laughs) Steve is going to send him the most flattering DM on Twitter to try to get him on the podcast, and he's not going to be able to say no. Emily. My person is for similar reasons as Dan, that they haven't been around long, but they also haven't been even playing basketball. So they have nothing else to do. I'm going with Ryan isn't playing basketball. He's new to the team. He needs something to reach out and get the fans interested because most of them don't even know he's on the team. So there you go. I am so sorry, but the right answer was Ryan Brokoff. Dan Drinks. Uh, that, uh, I mean, people don't even know he's in the NBA. He's the most gettable sixer by a I don't think he's on the team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it counts. Uh, so yeah, this one, Emily, do you guys know what, how many you've won? No way. I have no idea. I think I've won think I've twice. Yeah, I think I've won two. I think I only have one, but now I don't know how many episodes we've done. Who knows? Um, that's it. So hopefully more stuff happens with the front office and uh, before the coaching staff stuff happens. Uh, do you guys have, an, have anything else you want to share before the end of this? I need to go sleep. Mm. Why are you sleeping now? Emily, because I'm drunk. I don't take any further questions. Thank you. Uh, okay. Uh, I hope you edit out all of my ramblings that have happened in this podcast. I know you won't. And that's all. Make it, make it longer. Like, I'll slow it down. Slow it down. Right. I'll make it sound like you're slurred. Um, all right. Thank you guys for listening. Hey, throw us a uh, rating and review there for the feed on uh, whatever. Who cares? Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>Support for the show comes from SoFi Invest. Alternative investments are now available on SoFi. Unlock the potential to build and protect your wealth with alternatives including real estate, venture capital, pre-IPO unicorns, and more at SoFi.com slash Vox. Active investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Alternative funds have unique risks, including the risk of loss, may charge high fees, can be illiquid, and may not be suitable for all investors. Prior to investing in any fund, carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and important information contained in a fund's prospectus.